welcome to House of Hoops, episode 43. It's Monday, December 7th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Rest of the unknown hoop casters are with me tonight on the phone. We've got Bo Brady. Hey now. Hey now. And Laddie. Maybe. I think we lost Laddie, but we'll get through the intro and bring him back. today's show we've got nba trades new grizzlies players um a little bit more nba news i don't know we're gonna have a little fun we're gonna try to talk some hoops thank you for listening House of Hoops is on Twitter. It's at House of Hoops, H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. We also have a phone line you can call. It's 901-300-6575. Anytime, leave us a voicemail. Tell us how you feel. Let's see if we can get Laddie back in here. <laughs> well, while we wait for Laddie, Bo, uh, how's your week been? I've been pretty good. Uh, it's pretty, well, I said not necessarily as standard as normal. I had on the third, we had my middle daughter's sixth birthday. So we did birthday presents and birthday cake and she wanted Mexican for dinner, so we picked that up. So week's been pretty chill. And then on Wednesday is my oldest daughter's her eighth birthday. So we do that all over again, but for the diff- the other child, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But no, the week's been chill. More, I mean, it's all like I've said on this show before. It feels like Groundhog Day. It's like the same day over and over again. Hmm. Yeah, I want to know everything about your week. What else happened? Last night, I was gonna I took turn the TV on to see what sports were on, and the NFL was on. And there was some spectacular play, and some player went flying, and it was pretty cool. I was like, I don't want to fucking watch this. Who am I kidding? I turned it off. <laughs> I just I, I I can't even watch five minutes of the NFL. So that happened. What game? I tried. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. It was like the team versus the other team. I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so it was it was like ten o'clock last night. So, oh, like, uh, it was probably the Chiefs game. Oh, yeah, was it was the Chiefs Broncos, maybe. Yeah, Broncos. 
That's what it was. Because I remember thinking, oh, cool. I used to live in Denver. And oh, cool. The Chiefs are supposed to. I don't give a shit. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good game. Yeah, I tried for five minutes. And I was like. Yeah. Then I came down in the basement and listened to some music and fucked around on the internet and went to bed. All right. I don't know if Laddie's coming back. We're having trouble getting him in. I think he's got some like spotty internet out there. and I'll text him. The woods where he lives. I don't know where he lives. What a good joke this is. Laddie's playing on us. What a surprise. Yes. Well, while we're waiting on him, I have done nothing but work. I've worked every single day since last Monday's podcast. We're out like three or four guys for COVID. So it's just chaos. It's been tough. Brian's been working a lot too up there at the restaurant. It's been a long week, but this next week should get a little easier. Got some folks coming back, and we've got test results back. A lot of our staff is coming back. We still don't have test results from a lot of our staff, too. So aside from the four, three or four guys that have COVID, we're still short-staffing it. It's been a rough week, but on the bright side, my girlfriend bought another 30-pack of chips. Hey, now. So got that going for us. So what what was the last t- uh, chip you ate? Probably like some of those baked ruffles, cheddar cheese ruffles. Nice. I don't know. I had that for lunch. Laddie, are you back with us? I'm here. Laddie, you're back. Yes, I'm back. I think it's just crazy. Laddie's back. Laddie, we were kind of going through our weeks. How has your week been? absolutely good fun fun and crazy and good and everything that's good to know so what'd you do yeah man uh well i got me a new job i'm quitting one job this week <laughs> again <laughs> yep i'm gonna quit a job and then i started i'm gonna start over at ruth chris steakhouse you know if i ever lose my job that's probably the first place i'm going yeah so i'm, I'm excited about that so uh, i gotta go in there and uh filled up my paperwork and everything i'm good and uh yeah so now i'm gonna go in there and do some stuff and hopefully be bartending for him soon well good luck i hope that works out yeah me too i know three of the four bartenders already so it's gonna be hopefully be kind of fun you know i've known him for a couple years so yeah and and, and it's cool i got i got some i got some other stuff kind of going on with uh podcasts and uh maybe some back on air kind of stuff so Oh, good. That's been going on this week, so I'm excited about that. So, uh, you know, pretty, it's pretty good. Good. Nice. Bo, did you think of anything else you wanted to tell us about your week? Just doing Christmas shopping and, uh, you know, doing my best to limit the spread of SARS-CoV-2 virus. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's nice of you. I ran 38 miles last week. Does that count for something? Yeah. Why? Who who's chasing you? <laughs> Why? <laughs> All that beer I drink, I guess that's what's chasing me. <laughs> nice. Death. I don't know. It's like I get out for an hour and see the city, see protesters. Sometimes the Proud Boys were here in St. Paul. I miss that though. That's a shame. Yeah. A buddy of mine. We decided that next time they're here, we're gonna we're gonna go down there and see what it's all about. Infiltrate. No, just be watch careful. from a, from yeah, a distance. Be careful. 
Get you some binoculars. There have been a lot of protests here. Really? Yeah. Um, I think pe- like there's a weird sect of people that, I mean, I know Jeff works in restaurants, and but there's people that are pissed that they can't go to bars and restaurants. They, they shut them down here for about a month. And, you know, people are like protesting, like, let my son wrestle. Obviously, they say it more like, you know, you got to let my son wrestle. He's just sitting around. It's good for him. We're not scared of the virus. Hmm. And they t- talk more like that than the southern accent that I like to use default to default sure. to. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's what the protests are about. Like, you know, liberate Minnesota and let us do what we want to do. And and then, then you also have the Black Lives Matter protests because this is, you know, obviously the George Floyd stuff went down here. That's still really fresh for everybody here. Mm-hmm. And we're only about a mile from the governor's mansion, so they have to protest over there. So, oh, so really? Yeah. We're, I live in this, the, the capital of Minnesota, the capital city. Mm-hmm. So anyway. All right. I don't know what's been going on in my city. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't really know what's going on in Minneapolis and that's like three miles away. So I'm just guilty. I've just been, I've just been too busy, like dealing with my own shit. Just trying to like take everything day by day and just getting through like a day. I haven't been out anywhere. I haven't talked to a lot of people outside of work. All I do is work and like work on this podcast. That's about it. It's kind of boring. Damn, not too boring. Well, you should um, I've been, you should start taking in foster children. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot. I don't know if that's helping anything. Yeah, that <laughs> sweet. It's like if I'm not at work, then I'm like drinking beer. It's I work all day and then I drink beer until I feel like I'm gonna fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whatever. What do you say we get into this, huh? Yeah. Yes. Let's start out with some NBA news. NBA teams are now in training camp with preseason starting this week on Friday. The NBA players did COVID-19 testing last week. 48 out of 546 players came up positive. That's one out of 11 NBA players, according to my math. Roughly. It's a lot. It's like you could say that's like one every team. I mean, some of those could be false positives. I don't know. It's hard to say. But, yeah, so teams are kind of getting into training camp. Not all their players are there. But it seems that's what's going on right now. Let's see. There was a blockbuster trade that went down. I'm talking about the John Wall-Russell Westbrook trade. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about John Wall likely getting traded. Well, over the week, the trade went down between Houston and Washington. John Wall and a future first-round pick was traded from Washington to Houston for Russell Westbrook. Not that we'll remember, but uh, it's kind of interesting how this pick is protected. If Washington's pick falls within these guidelines, Houston will have to wait for the next season to have a shot at the pick they traded for. So it's protected. And what that means is protection on the first round pick that the Wizards traded to Houston is 2023 lottery protected. 
2024 top 12 protected 2025 top 10 protected 2026 top 8 protected and if it goes past then it just becomes two second round picks which is interesting i I mean if people don't know how pick protection works that kind of gives you an example of how those things work out Mm -hmm. any thoughts that jump out at you it's i guess houston's tearing it down is what I, I look at and see maybe John Wall comes back and he's good. Uh, we, you know, him played basketball and was it two or three years? Yeah. 2018. I mean, w- there's a lot of Westbrook hate out there, but he was third team all NBA last year. So he's still good. I know he, he can't shoot, but I feel like the league is kind of overvaluing guys that can shoot to like a fault. Like not every player is going to be a, a Steph Curry or Ray Allen shooter. Mm. You know, you, you get, you, you just, Westbrook's kind of a, is a one of a kind player and he's super intense and he's a competitor and he's healthy. I know he had a bad showing in the bubble, but I'd almost rather just on paper, I don't know what's going on in Houston, but I'd almost rather write it out with Westbrook. But obviously that, that, that situation was untenable, so they they moved on. And also, I think it's interesting that Scott Brooks is the coach in Washington, and he has coached Westbrook as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Wizards have a strong Russell Westbrook advocate in Scotty Brooks. Yeah, they'll uh, reunite, and uh, I think uh, Scotty Brooks really likes Westbrook. That's probably some of why the deal was done. I would think. It's just, it's just weird. I just don't see Washington as like a contender, really, you know, for, and, and for Russell Westbrook to go there. And I mean, I guess maybe the maybe it's a money situation. Maybe the money worked out right and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But like Russell Westbrook looks like a gamer. You know, he is a gamer. Uh, any team, I would say, with Russell Westbrook is a contender. That's I mean, how, I, I, that's yeah. how I look at him. I, 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 you know, I, it's him and Bradley Beal are pretty good to get. I mean, I like Bradley Beal. He's good, but I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I think they're missing, I think they're missing a piece to be honest with you. And, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it works out for him, but I just kind of think that they're missing a piece. And I, if I was him, I, I would just think Russell Westbrook would go to like a Portland or go to like an LA team or, you know, well, I don't think it was really his choice at this point. Uh, right, Houston right, had to right. make a deal to get rid of him. He wanted out, and uh, Washington was there, ready to take him. Wall and Westbrook both had like fifteen percent trade kickers, and I think it goes out for another. I can't remember if it's three or four years, but it's like thirty-three this year, thirty-five next year, thirty-seven, and like forty-three. Or you know, it's like some kind of like they're making forty million dollars a year essentially. Yeah, Westbrook still got lots of time left, I think. It's the same contract between the two of them. Okay. I listened to Hollinger's podcast with Nate Duncan, and they their takeaway was that it's unfortunate that the minute a player signs these supermax contracts, that these like these contracts and these players just are like albatrosses and and dead weight and horrible mm. salaries. And so now you can't have homegrown stars like Westbrook should still be in OKC and. John Wall, though he did get hurt, like his, he should still want to be in Washington. Now the Supermax was supposed was designed to keep players in their location, but then it just becomes this like total mm-hmm. problematic 
contract that hamstrings the the franchise. It's mm-hmm. that's what those dudes were talking about. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, gone are the days of teams taking less money like the Spurs did to keep units together. Everybody wants to just get as much money as they can. It seems like right. Which I don't blame them, but you're that kind of does put a hampering on the team. What the, how much flexibility they have, mm-hmm. and how deep their roster can be. You got all this money tied up in one or two guys like Westbrook and Harden. Ooh, yeah, I mean, you don't even know what Harden's gonna do. I mean, I think it's so weird. Like the, the season starts with like in a couple of days, right? Like preseason does, mm-hmm. and then you've got you know James Harden's not even showing up for. <laughs> like like training right now, training camp. Mm-hmm. I think the like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think the writing was kind of on the wall about two weeks ago when the Wizards GM Tommy Shepard said there are no issues with John and I. There are no issues with John and the Wizards. There's no issue with anyone. I think uh, at that point it was kind of like John Wall was already kind of on his way out. Uh, it just. It looked obvious to me. Westbrook was getting traded and John Wall was getting traded. I mean, I don't know. I've, I wouldn't have projected they get traded for each other. But Well, Hollinger said that those were literally the only two contracts and only two teams that you know you could swap point guard for point guard. It was the only thing that made sense is what Hollinger was saying. That's, I mean, yeah, point guard for point guard, but that's not always the way trades go down. Well, but the, in this situation, it's like you can't, you can't just trade – West, I mean, there's so many teams with point guards like De'Aaron Fox and I guess Phoenix could have gotten the mix, but they chose to go with Chris Paul, which was smart. I mean, there could have been a three-team deal somewhere with Cleveland or somebody with big contracts they can move. Shit, Memphis has a big contract they can move. Yeah. Does Memphis want fucking Westbrook? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's teams with big contracts. The trade could have gone a different way, definitely. Well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is Hollinger, who knows the league better than you and I do, just said like this was this was the only trade out there. This was it. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's just what Hollinger said. I'm just quoting him. Yeah. Well, well, I feel bad for Houston and all this whole situation because like I mean they're getting John Wall, which is good, and they got Cousins, who as I mean he's going to get hurt when he steps on the court. But James Harden, you don't know what what's going on with him. And they got a brand new coach, and they got rid of their general manager. So it's kind of like it looks like they're rebuilding to a point, you know. But like, mm-hmm. are they really? Yeah. yeah so I, I just I just feel for them big time. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to rebuild because they made James Harden and Russell Westbrook upset, <laughs> and now they want out. Like, what what else are they gonna do? Well, like, Who what knows? happens if if? Well, let me ask you this: What happens if if Harden's like, yeah, I'm done? I just don't want to play here anymore. And he just doesn't like, I mean, does he, is he going to get fined? Is he going to, what happens? Uh, I mean, he has a contract. <laughs> There'd be some kind of litigation that went down. I would assume he can't just not play. I mean, somebody's going to be calling his agent. Right. It's very strange that he hasn't reported to practice or training camp or anything. I think he's trying to pressure them into trading him. But Houston doesn't want to just get nothing back for the guy. Right. And there's and that's like Bo was saying and Mr. Hollinger were saying that there's not a whole lot of options when you're trying to I mean, move a big contract like that. I think well, you, you could 
you could you could like Denver is an obvious if you got some picks back and Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. If you got, I mean, like that would be like a pick swap and Porter Jr. or something like that. I think Houston could live with that, but I, I don't know. Is that why they signed Paul Millsap to that big contract? Well, Millsap's <laughs> contract this year is not that much. It's only like kidding. ten million, right? I don't know. We could throw out like fifty possible trade scenarios, and uh, maybe one of them will hit for James Harden. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. No. I don't know. If I'm Cleveland, I'm calling uh I'm calling down to Houston and I'm throwing up expiring Andre Drummond's twenty eight million or possibly Kevin Love, who has a long max contract with Cleveland. John Wall, Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, or I mean Drummond an expiring contract, and then they can really kind of restart. Um, I think Harden getting traded to Cleveland would be hilarious. I would agree. Yeah, just put him in like the shittiest, the shittiest <laughs> scenario possible. Golden State could trade Andrew Wiggins and their first round draft pick James Wiseman for James Harden. Uh, James Wiseman got the COVID. All right. Did he? Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It hasn't been told to us. Everyone that has it. I haven't seen like a running list or anything. Yeah, me neither. Who else has it? Did Conley get it? Was that what I saw? He was exposed, apparently. I don't know if he got it. Whatever. It says Wiseman and Draymond Green were not at practice. The only two. Hmm. It says says Draymond Green uh, and James Wiseman has tested positive for Corona-19. COVID-19. I hope they uh, get over it well. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I mean, this is how crazy Twitter is. Like, like James Wiseman is trending with COVID and being traded, and people are like, "Oh, he's James Wiseman wants to be traded. That's why he's not at the facility right now." Are you kidding me? Like, mm. <laughs> you went to the Warriors. <laughs> Who mm. want to get to, what rookie is like? No, nah, I don't want to go here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, God. that's not the assumption that's I would have come to. No, dude. That's why the internet's the internet. doesn't need to be for stupid people. <laughs> oh, but it, oh, but it is. Oh, it's very, it's very there. Let's see. Memphis could trade Jonas Valanciunas, Gorgie Jang, and Dylan Brooks for James Harden. They could, yeah. And those picks. I don't think that does us any good, though. Us as Grizzlies fans. Yeah, that leaves us very thin at the big man. I mean, we're playing small ball. Yeah, and like you said in a previous episode, Jaron Jackson Jr. can't even stay healthy. I heard somewhere that Jaron has grown taller. I saw he grew like two or three inches. That'd be crazy. Yeah. What? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have to get off that power forward if he's a seven footer. If he's like seven one, <laughs> <laughs> they might have to play Valanciunas at the power forward. The power forward, yeah, right. Be chasing all those stretch fours around. Let's see. Wow. You guys got any other uh, trade ideas for James Harden? Let's solve the riddle. Mm, let me think. If James Harden went to the Grizzlies, that would be pretty awesome. The problem is, is that I don't know how him and he, him and, him and uh, John Morant would have time and sharing the ball. You know, they both need it in their hands. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if Memphis would be, I don't know if Memphis would be a great deal for him unless you, you, you know, you just turn Harden into a three point shooter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You could send him to Brooklyn. The return wouldn't be, you get the pick swap stuff, but the return wouldn't be that great. Mm-hmm. You could get what Jared Allen and Dinwiddie and, that would that would be disappointing, but it would be whatever. Yeah, I you could feel, send him I feel Boston, like, but oh, real Boston's quick, not doing that. Real quick, ahead. real quick with the Brooklyn thing, I feel like if that was going to happen, it would have already happened. Yeah, who you said Boston now? You could do Boston for like Jalen Brown, but I think Tatum and Brown. I think you'd rather see it out with those guys mm-hmm. than bring Harden in with his chemistry stuff. Yeah, and Harden's aging. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Boston and the East, they're in a good position with those young guys that they should just stick the course. Yeah. Even if Jalen Brown is never as good as Harden, but if you get 10, 10 more years of Jalen Brown being a good defender, good teammate, and averaging 15 points a game, then and he's Tatum's wingman, I mean, and Tatum becomes you know, a 25, 30-point-a-game scorer, then they, those dudes have chemistry. It's kind of like, with the grit and grind Grizzlies, those guys had good chemistry. You can win games like that, especially in the East. Those, I mean, you can, you might not win a title, but I mean, are they going to win a title if they get James Harden in the next two or three years? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Harden's had plenty of chances. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else on Harden. Whatever happens yeah. will happen. I mean, we'll be here to talk about it when it does happen. I think the Westbrook deal is good, though. I like Westbrook in Washington. He gets his. It's to be the man again, which you know he wanted. He liked that in Oklahoma. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how him and Beal work out, but mm-hmm. I, I like it for Washington. I think mm-hmm. I think it's a good move. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, it's not like they were doing jack shit with John Wall. Just a change of pace. Let's see. What else in the news? Braun and AD got contracts with the Lakers. Braun's getting 85 million over the next 2 years. So he's good for I guess 3 more years in LA. And then something like that. Yeah. And then AD got like a max deal. Not the super max he could have gotten in New Orleans, but he's in the prime of his career. He's 27. He's going to get a, he's got a 5-year deal worth 190 million. So he'll be 32 or 33 when that comes up. But yeah, that pretty much makes him a Laker for the prime of his career. Braun's probably going to retire a fucking Laker. I can't imagine him going somewhere else. Could you? No. No. I can't either. Not at this point. Yeah. Yeah, just stick it out there. Who wouldn't want to do that? Just be in L.A. Did you see this? Uh, According to Mark Stein, marijuana remains a banned substance in the nba but they have officially suspended marijuana testing for the 2021 season <laughs> what? I saw, I saw so it's that. illegal they're just not going to test for it right so it's still banned but for this season they're going to uh not test for it <laughs> i guess uh, oh that's fantastic According to NBA spokesman Mike Bass, due to the unusual circumstances in conjunction with the pandemic, we have agreed with the NBPA to suspend random testing for marijuana 
and focus our random testing program on performance enhancing drugs and drug abuse. And also with like the COVID testing, they're just trying to make things a little easier. I don't know. Eventually they're going to have to take that out of the CBA. The marijuana is going to have to, the NFL already got rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think the NBA is probably next. But it's like in the CBA that they uh, will test for it. So I don't know. Like we've said before, there's definitely two different ways to look at this from a owner or a coaching standpoint or a player standpoint. It's interesting, Laddie, with the marijuana testing. It still remains in place in cases of cause. Mm-hmm. In cases of cause. So I guess. Yeah, what does that mean? I guess that means if a coach or somebody wants to have their player tested, they can have them tested. But they won't be doing just random testing. Golly. I can't, I can't I mean, imagine. Wow. I can't imagine any coach or. I mean, you'd, you'd have to be really pissed off at a player to want to like bring out a, a random marijuana test. Right. <laughs> I would assume they would use that at, to get even with somebody or, you know, to use it as like discipline. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. They're taking it out of the equation for the season, basically. All right. So what else in the news? The NBA schedule was released Friday. The first half spans games between December 22nd and March 4th of 2021 the theme of the schedule shows a series like matchups where they stay in the same city for two games meaning they'll go to a city play a couple games and then go to the next city and play a couple games less travel basically just like grouping up the games a little bit i think that makes sense and i I hope that they you know teams that let's say like portland and miami I hope that they figure out a way to maybe Miami plays two games in Portland one year. And then the next year Portland plays two games in Miami, you know, teams that have really far to travel. They might as well just do both those games in a normal 82 game season at once Mm -hmm. and just kind of limit travel. But, uh, you know, I think it makes sense in this situation and I think it will probably carry over, you know, once the pandemic's over too. In a yeah. certain degree. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you see that a little bit. Sometimes you'll see like Memphis will play Houston in Houston and then like Houston will travel to Memphis. Yeah, they have those home home back to backs, whatever Dallas and Memphis will play each other. Yeah. I feel like Dallas and Memphis is always the one they do. Yeah. A little like mini yeah. mini series. <clears throat> yeah. Cool though. I just wonder how I wonder how the season's gonna be too, you know, like uh with the scheduling and, and uh, kind of like the NFL is, you know, if they have to like not play games because of the testing and COVID and, and, you know, people having it. Yeah. You know, I wonder if they're actually going to go to, I wonder if they're going to go to the whole season. Yeah. I wonder too. The league does have some pretty strict penalty stuff. Like you can lose draft picks or get fined if your players are misbeha- misbehaving. Hmm. Wow. That's good. I mean, because you want to be as safe as possible, but then, of course, like, I mean, you want to see the product on the court. I mean, like, right now, you know, we're watching football. There's games, like, 
think Tuesday and Wednesday, actually, like mm-hmm. NFL, you know? And so the, the NBA may, may be the exact same, I think. We're just going to go longer than they thought to make up the games. I bet if a player comes up positive, they just remove him from the situation and keep playing instead of, like, canceling games. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, uh, that, that may not work, though, because, like I said, what if you're around the guy? What if you're in practice with him and everybody gets a yeah. test and finds out this dude's got it? Like, yeah. you're going to – I mean, that's that's the same thing that happened with the damn Denver Broncos. I mean, I've never seen uh, any sport where, like – especially football where they're like oh, all of our quarterbacks just because they were around that guy like they didn't all test positive either they were just around him they just said it was better for them not to play the game you know mm-hmm. to control so, an outbreak yeah right right and i mean i guess i mean I, I i guess that's a good thing you know i mean they should have brought me in to play quarterback but you know well you know if a team loses too many players or if they're or have too many questions about how many people are positive or something. I'm sure they will postpone games. You right. know, I don't know about that. Well, I don't. I don't know about that. You know, what I'm thinking they could possibly do is just bring up people from the G, from the G League. Yeah. You know. Well, you, I mean, it, you can yeah. fill out. You can fill out your roster. How many two way contracts? I don't know. That's what I would think. You know, or or even I don't know. Like even oh. if it's like. Oh, we we got five guys. Get rid of five guys. Bring in five guys just to play the game. You know what? They are having a G League. Each team has to like buy in to play. It's like a uh, half a million dollars or something to have your team play in a G League. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, you could call guys up, I guess. They're getting, I think they're going to have to at a certain point. Mm, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens as it goes. Yep. I, I don't know if the I mean I assume the league office has some sort of plan A through D based on scenarios um, back to the schedule it looks like uh, teams are playing every two days or every other day basically there's no like three day breaks or anything I didn't really go through like the whole NBA schedule because that's kind of crazy to look at all those games We'll kind of do that week to week as we choose our pick games. But uh, I did pull up like the Grizzlies schedule, you know, because we're Grizzlies fans. Our first game. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking right. Grizzlies' first game is December 23rd versus San Antonio. We got a chance to start out with a win. Home or away? That would be in Memphis. Ooh. With fans. They got a chance to start out with a win there. And San Antonio is projected to not be good. But you know how they go. They they always get underrated, you know? Absolutely. They always overachieve. They got Rudy Gay. And DeMar DeRozan. La- LaMarcus Aldridge still play there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I haven't seen he- him in years. He's the coach now. He married Popovich. <laughs> All right. There were a couple other notable games that I saw on the schedule. I, I didn't really study it, but I just kind of picked out like 11 games. December 30th, Boston. January 1st at Charlotte because, you know, you want to see LaMelo. Well, hell yeah. I'm going to watch that game. Charlotte is, Charlotte is favored by 15. Huh. 
Interesting. There's no, a, there's no line for that. Oh, no, yeah. I was about to say, that. I haven't seen lines on anything. Um, but it's a New Year's Day game. So I like that New Year's Day game. There's going to be a lot of sports going on and add basketball to the mix. Love it. Hell yeah. Bo, this is interesting to you. January 13th and 15th, the Grizzlies will be in Minnesota. Cool. <laughs> Won't be able to do anything about that, but. Oh, you watched the game. Listen to it on the radio. Yeah. Check this out. AM 700 or whatever it is here. Check this out. Ju- January 3rd and Jan- January 3rd and January 5th, we got the we got the Lakers at home both those games. Yeah, I saw that. Gives us a shot to maybe get a ticket to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That means that the, the ticket prices are going to drop because if you get to see them once, you're not going to spend the same money to go see them again. I don't know later. about that. I don't know about yeah, that. But there's only 3,000 tickets or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. It's going to be very interesting to see what tickets do on secondary markets, like StubHub or whatever. It'll be very interesting. I guess they're selling them as like, like game packs, so they're calling up season ticket holders and asking them if they want to buy pa- like game packs. I don't know how many games you can buy. I don't know if you can buy tickets to all the games. I have no information. This is crazy. Like I'm going through the schedule as well, right? And like what you said earlier, like they're having these teams play basically every two days, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because they're playing the same damn teams to a point. Like they got the Lakers back to back, then they've got uh, who do they? Who else do they have? Um, they've got the the Minneapolis back to back. They've got Portland back to back. The Kings back to back. Spurs back to back. Like. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, they're series-like matchups. So it's like baseball where you play the same team and you don't leave the city, you know? Yeah, same thing with the – I mean, they're I, like, I They're mini-series. That's what they're doing to cut down on travel. Right. I, I get that. I mean, yeah. I get it. But it's like some are the next day, some are the day after. Uh-huh. I mean, so I don't know. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be odd. And I think. I, th- I think they're. <clears throat> I don't know. To be, to be honest with you, I think they're just rushing, rushing the entire season. Well, yeah, they, well, they are. Throw the schedule they have out. to, yeah. so they can get to the, this. This season's gonna be fucked up regardless. They're trying to get back on track for the following season. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I get that. Just, I think you're gonna see a lot of people, a lot of guys, like not playing, gonna be sitting out. Some oh, it's gonna be stars. a shit show. And then, like, we yeah. don't know, like the one example that keeps running over and over again in my head is Mo Bamba in Orlando. He was a lottery pick two years ago. He's still not right from getting COVID. So you're going to tell me that Draymond Green and James Wiseman are going to be 100% this year? I don't think so. And then, then we got to play this damn fantasy draft where fantasy league with Jeff where like it's like life or death and then I'm going to lose the league because all my guys have COVID and Jeff drafted the, you know, the, the non-COVID team and then he's going to be champion again and I mean, that's what keeps me up at night. It's like this: this you're gonna make no sense of this this year, and then specifically for me on a personal level, on a, on a from a on a fantasy level, you can make no sense of this year. But Jeff's gonna win anyway, and he's gonna be better than me. And I just can't well, I can't live with that. Bo, I added Bo, two here. bench spots for COVID. <laughs> I added spots, Laddie. Are you gonna join this league? I got a spot open. Dude, Laddie yeah, would I'll, he I'll would stop updating it. his roster the, the first week. He's not gonna update me, shit. Uh, are you kidding me? Am I? Am I? I'm. Fr- I'm in first place in both of my fantasy football leagues right now, and then I end up in, uh, and I'm killing it. So nine can I, and three. What's up? Can I count yeah, you in? Yeah, put me in there. 
Hell you, yeah. Weren't you, you know in why? it once already? I was in one and I really didn't give a shit. But then like that was years ago. Dude. That was like six, seven years ago. Yeah. Then I was in one last year. Someone asked me to be in. So I joined and I got really, really into it. And I'm, I mean, it was great. I was All kicking right. ass because but the whole point was you can set your lineup days in advance and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Put them in the queue. And I, and I didn't know too much about it that first year I played with you. So okay. I'm in. And all I'm saying is that DeAnthony Melton, he might win MVP this year. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so you can go ahead and keep your LeBrons and keep all this, but I'm getting DeAnthony Melton and he's going to win MVP. Tuna. Tuna Melt. You never know, boy. You never know. And, and like, like I'm saying, like I, I want to say that I'm pumped up for the season, but then again, I, I think it's just going to be a clusterfuck of, of blah. You know, just like the NBA or the NFL. Like I want to be pumped up for the NFL, but it's like, oh, hold on, wait. You know, they played a game on Wednesday, and then we started a whole new season, uh, a whole new series on on Thursday. The next day, like it's messing it up fantasy wise, and it's mm-hmm. messing it up my personal life wise. <laughs> you know, Tuna Melt, D'Anthony Melton, there, he did just sign a brand new contract. He's gonna make eight million dollars this year. Hell yeah, dude! He's gonna be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, he's got some money now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll get you in that league. There's some dude that's been in it since day one for like 14 years. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I was like, damn, all right. Um, Who's that? Pistol P. Oh, he's done? Yeah, apparently so. He said he has – you should check the league messages, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm so out of it. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'm checking right now. All right, so where did we leave off? January, uh, Mid-January, Minnesota. All right, the next game I saw – that looked interesting because I want to see this Phoenix team January 18th. Memphis will play Phoenix. January 20th and 22nd, Memphis is at Portland. February 6th at New Orleans. The 16th at home against New Orleans. Those will be fun games, right? Yeah. And then February 20th, um, we play Phoenix again. So those are, you know, New Orleans and Phoenix – Portland, those are games that if Memphis can win, will help their shot at making the playoffs. You know. Well, I hope. I hope. I mean, I, I think Memphis has a good squad. I think we have enough young guys to carry themselves in the season. You know. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think our guys are going to need to like uh, take days off and stuff like that. Like the older veteran players, you know. That I think our guys are just hungry to get out there on the court. Hmm. The Grizzlies have some new players that might be able to contribute too. Do we want to just go ahead and talk about the Grizzlies roster? Or do you want to talk about this schedule at all? Is there any other games you guys see that stand out to you? Like, oh, damn, I got to watch that one or anything like that? Let me look again at the schedule. I mean, I, you know, I want to say that, but then again, I just don't know if it's going to be legit or not. You know? Oh, sure. Well, yeah, but, but you, I mean, yeah, but you got to, like, assuming everything's fine. You know, oh, right. Yeah, assuming sure. everybody's careful and nobody spreads COVID throughout the league. I, I do know, actually, I, we do joke about the Hornets and, and, and me going on a rampage whenever that episode was two weeks ago. <laughs> um, that is an interesting game. I, I do want to see the Hornets and the Grizzlies. That'll be fun. You know what? I'll and, be watching. Yeah. I'll be watching that guard play. That's yeah. See if the Mel is worth a shit or see if uh, your Who boy. Plays? Yeah, the Trailblazers and the Grizzly stuff—that'll be that might be actually kind of fun. Maybe not. Who knows? All that 
the Kings. I mean, I'm I'm excited for all this. I mean, what's a bad game on the schedule? The Pistons. Who are the Pistons? So I'll still I'll probably still watch it. I'll probably watch all these Grizzlies games. So yeah, yeah, I'm down with it. Um, as far as before the new year, my favorite game, the game I really really want to see, maybe the Hawks and Grizzlies because the Hawks fancy themselves as a playoff team, and I like to see what this Grizz squad's look, squad looks like against them. Though Jaron Jackson won't be out there. So when do they play the Hawks? Uh, the 26th okay. of December. So I think that'll be a fun game regardless, just to see what the Hawks look like and watch Ja just carve. I mean, what's his face apart? Right. Trey Young. Yeah. What's his face? That's right. I, uh, yeah. I mean, dude, we're going to watch all these games, but you know, yeah, Atlanta, that's that. Yeah. It'd be a fun game to watch, I guess. Sure. Hot Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Atlanta do all right. So, yeah. I think I'm excited about all of them. I'm excited, I'm excited for basketball to be back. Did you see this about the uh, resting NBA players? Apparently the league is giving teams more flexibility to rest players during non-nationally televised games. So basically if they're not on TV, they can rest players without worrying about fines. It has been made very clear that teams cannot rest healthy players for nationally televised games or they risk fines of at least $100,000. That rule wow. that's been in place for multiple seasons now. But they're, they're saying, like, if your game's not on TV like, and you want to rele- rest LeBron James again, like, go ahead if it's not on TV. On, you know, mm-hmm. back-to-back games. There, I guess there's a lot of back-to-back games this year. I don't know. You know, I I'm I'm I can I'm probably the odd man out with this, but like I don't like the fact that they rest players and I understand why they do it. Mm-hmm. And I know teams need, and teams need to do it. I understand that. I understand everything. I just I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, you know? I'm really not either, but I understand why they do it too. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you you have to. I mean, to a point, you have to. You know, you got to get them healthy, and you're doing it to win a championship and whatever is best for the team. I totally get it, man. But you know, you take your you take your every night. You're supposed to put your best five out there every mm-hmm. night. Yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, I I kind of rest players at work sometimes. I'll give a guy a break and ma- not make him do like the hardest thing in the kitchen because I know like in the weekends coming up and. That dude's going to be busting his ass all weekend. So on a Wednesday or something, I, yeah. might, I might take it easy on him, you know? Jeff, if you pay your players, if you pay your employees a million dollars a year, I'm getting a job with you. <laughs> You're getting paid millions of dollars to go out there and play ball. It, yeah. Here's what's crazy, though. Right? But, think, think but the bigger it, right? picture is to last till the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs and not be like totally burnt out by then. But I get it. I mean, Jordan right. didn't rest. No, no, but but also like when you do different sports too, like NFL, there's no possible way that they can rest players. College, there's no possible way they rest players. Like you're good players, you just don't rest them. Baseball, uh, I don't even know if baseball you do. Yeah, they rest you know, pitchers. I think, I think. Well, no, that's just, that's just part of the rotation, though. That's just rotation. Well, that's but what like, the rotation in, is is rest. Right, but I'm talking about if you're a second baseman, man, you're second base. If you're Jeter, you play every game as Jeter. You know what I'm saying? 
Cal Ripken played what three thousand games in a row. Like he didn't rest. Baseball's not running. They're not running around the bases the whole game either. That, no, <laughs> that is true. That is true. And they play twice as many games. Yeah, but you don't you don't hear a lot about like resting in hockey or anything like. It's certainly not in football. I mean, they kind of rest. They take plays off in the middle of the game. Well, right, right, absolutely. But, I mean, like, they're playing. They're starting. You know, Peyton May, Tom Brady's a quarterback. It's like, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> I just don't do that. You know, that's – I guess that's why I like all sports. I mean, we all like all sports. That's why it's like, all right, well, if you're going to – you're paying the guy millions of dollars, and he's going to sit, but he's healthy. Like well, I don't, I don't understand why you're going to sit the guy. In football, but they only. I, have, I get it. In football, they only have 16 games. They can't really yeah. afford to just maybe lose one. This is just a little different. Basketball is such a long season. Right, and but I'm glad. I'm. Gl- if you think your team's going to make the playoffs, no matter what. Uh, yeah, during the regular season, it makes sense. I mean, the Spurs did it. They like invented this shit. Load management. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. They they did, <laughs> and it worked out pretty well. They won a lot of championships. Yeah, no, yeah, you're you're right. I'm I'm just glad that the NFL or should be the NBA is is finding it, and they're 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 putting, you know, it's like because mm-hmm. a few years ago, a few few years ago, it was a big deal mm-hmm. about that. They were saying, hey man, people are spending their hard earned money to go watch this person. You're gonna sit them on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of think it's it's weird how they've actually changed their tone about it. Yeah. How much are you willing to pay to rest your players? <laughs> Let's see. We, right. We've allocated a million dollars in fines for resting this year for the whatever Lakers. Man, I remember I was at a I was at a game and it was against the Miami Heat when Shaq was there. What was that, two thousand six or something? Somewhere roundabout, man, and like they rested Shaq, <laughs> and and Dwayne Wade played, but mm-hmm. like still, it was like man, and it just sucked. Everyone's like, "What's wrong with him? Is he hurt? Is he hurt?" So everyone's looking around, they're trying to Google everything, and they're like, "No, they're just resting him." And you know, that's why I kind of think it. You know, and little kids didn't—they're upset about it, and hell, I was upset about it. Yeah, there was a big controversy just a few years ago here in Memphis when. LeBron came for like his only game. Tickets were selling for just insane amounts of money, and he he didn't. I don't know if he even came to Memphis. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't even fly. It's like nah. No, nah, he didn't even. He didn't even come sit on the bench, dude. Uh, he didn't even crazy. come eat at the rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even sit down with Charlie Virgos's ashes in a in a urn and eat with those. He didn't even do it. He didn't even do that. Like we brought these this urn out and he didn't even show up. <laughs> Fucking LeBron. I know. And I had to carry those ashes back into the freezer. <laughs> back into the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, any other games look uh laddie? You guys are you guys looking at the schedule? What you got? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing over there? No, I just I just looked. I mean, I looked at it. it like yeah. I said, I I mean, I want to see the Lakers back to back. I want to yeah. see them live actually. But I mean, I, I want to see 
I want to see Grizzlies in Portland. That's a big matchup that I really want to see. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Yeah, that's that, that. I like Portland. I love Damian Lillard. I think he's one of the best players in the league for sure. On that play-in and, shit, uh, man. Mm-hmm. Play-in shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that's like unfinished business. And I think if the Grizzlies have a rivalry, it's with, it's with Portland. Portland, I think, is a better team than Memphis. But still, if Memphis can go out there and show them what's up, it'd be awesome. Portland and it's New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see a lot of stuff this year. Intrigued to see Houston and James Harden like hungover. James Harden, James Harden, he'll be in, he'll be he'll be there on the bench, not playing, but he'll be here, you know, hanging out. James Harden, he'll be at rendezvous. James Harden is going to be out there playing with his offhand. He's going <laughs> to dribble with his beard. <laughs> No, but let's go back there for a minute. I mean, literally, how funny would it be when you're like, dude, I'm gonna you're sitting there watching the watching the Grizzlies play Bosh. Houston at, at the rendezvous and James Harden sitting right next to you <laughs> with Charlie Virgos's ashes or not? <laughs> no, no, no ashes. He's just sitting there watching the game and you're like, Man, Houston sucks. He's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no, don't put those on your ribs. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you that get ain't the dry rub. <laughs> You Don't ask your cigar in you. there. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to ask him. You got to ask him to go to uh, Rayford's with you. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get away from this schedule nonsense. Look, listen. Let's move on to uh, a segment I like to call Grizzly stuff. Now, I know no one outside of Memphis gives a shit about Memphis. There's only 30 NBA teams. That's 30 cities out of just about 20,000 U.S. cities that have teams. We're lucky as hell. We're lucky as hell to have a team. So we're going to talk about them. Maybe you've been too busy. Maybe you're waiting for someone to just tell you. But let's introduce the newest Grizzlies players and talk a little bit about some players you may not know much about. And kind of unpack everything right here in one place. Make this super easy for everyone who wants to know about the new Grizzlies players. How's that sound? Yeah. yeah. You'll help me out because I don't know anything about them. All right. Well, first of all, Mario Hizonia and Marco Guderich. Is it Guderich? Guderich. 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 Marco Guderich are not with the Grizzlies in training camp. And it doesn't appear they will be with Grizzlies in training camp. So those are two guys that I'll kind of get to later. Marco played for the Grizzlies last year. I think he's just that they, they, they had to cut some they had to cut some guys from the roster. And unfortunately it's gonna be these two guys. Hazonia was a guy that was traded to Memphis on draft night. And I'll get to him in just a second. Um, I don't know. I I did the research on Hazonia just in case he doesn't get waived because it hasn't been made official yet. Let's start off with Desmond Bain. He was the 30th overall draft pick. The Grizzlies traded for him. I think that if Kyle Lowry was a shooting guard, maybe he kind of looks like Desmond Bain. He kind of I watched some YouTube videos of Desmond Bain playing. He kind of looks like him when he plays. Maybe he's like a Shane Battier meets Kyle Lowry. He's not super athletic, 
but I think he's like a super hard worker. You know, he brings his lunch pail to work every day. He's not a playmaker like Lowry, but he moves around the court and just kind of reminds me a lot of Kyle Lowry out there. He has a real wide stance when he plays. He's got a pretty quick jump shot. He's 22 years old. He's 6'6". He's completely ripped. As we know, we talked about it the night he was drafted. Like, he's huge. He's a big-ass dude. He's, like, powerfully built. Um, he's an active defender. Doesn't take plays off. He's not especially long or overly quick, but he makes a consistent effort each and every night. It's hard for any rookie to contribute right away, but he, like you said, he looks the part just looking at, at him. If his shot looks decent and he can play defense, then maybe he can get some minutes just like Kyle Lowry did his rookie year. Kyle Lowry was really good until he, what he, break his wrist. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, he's going to be battling with Grayson Allen, John Conchar, and Justice Winslow for minutes at that wing spot, that shooting guard or a small forward off the bench, you know? So he's got some work to do. I mean, he's got to prove himself. But Bain will get a shot. I think he'll get a shot because he's 22. He played four years in college. I mean, he's coming in just as ready as Brandon Clark. He's going to be the same age as pretty much all our guys. He's going to be older than John Morant. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be right there. So I think it's I think it's a great fit. Maybe he will come in. Shit, hell. Dude, if they threw him in and started Bain, I would have no problem with it. I think Grayson Allen might have a problem with it. Yeah. Grayson Allen, Luke, let me tell you something. He was killing it at three-pointers during the uh, mm-hmm. bubble stint. Oh, yeah. I like That was good. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a little bit more about Bain. So he led the Big 12 in three-pointers made, 92, and three-point percentage, 44%. His last season at TCU. Wow. He wow. leads he leaves the program as the all time leader in three pointers made two hundred and forty nine. Wins eighty four and games played hundred and forty one. So Sounds he plays he plays a lot of games and he hits a lot of threes and he wins. That's games. what we need. Hey, That's hey. what we need. He averaged 16 points, 6.5 rebounds, 3.9 assists per game as a senior. I like it. That's those. That's like Kyle Lowry without the diamond. I love it. I think this kid's like seriously. Like if he started, I would have no problem with it. I'd be like, yeah, throw yeah. him in there. Fuck it, dude. The Grizzlies need a pure three-point shooter. We've never had one, dude. If this kid can do that shit, 44 percent. I think, I think between him and Grayson Allen and maybe Conchar is just insurance in case something happens to one of those guys. But and Justice Winslow, I mean, if he's playing at all, he'll play a little two-guard maybe. I don't know if he's a two or a three, really. We won't know until we see who he plays with. But, yeah, I, I like the Bain kid. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, between Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain, I think we're pretty solid at that two-guard going forward, which is a weird thing to say in Memphis. We don't have that ever. Grizzlies have never had a two-guard, except Tony Allen. Michael Dickerson. No, Tony Allen. Yeah. Stop. Don't even. Tony Allen. Don't even act like. Yeah, Tony Allen, and he was great, but he, 
he couldn't shoot that three. Well, you, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Got to be able to shoot. That was the best oh. shooting guard in Grizzlies history. Yeah. That's my point. <laughs> Who was our shooting guard all those years with Powell and Jay Will? James Posey, he played two guard? And then Mike Miller. Mike Miller and James Posey. Fatty A. Was, yeah, those dudes and... Dante Jones. Bonzi Wells. Bonzi. <laughs> Bonzi was good. I like Bonzi. Well, anyway, my point about the shooting guards is it's like Tony Allen and Dylan Brooks. Like, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah. Mike Miller, but he was kind of small forward. I'd like to see Grayson and Bain kind of split in minutes there. Yeah. Fuck it. So, how about this little nugget I dug up on Desmond Bain? A little fun fact. He excelled at baseball before focusing more on basketball. So he's a baseball player. That's probably has something to do with the weightlifting or the strength. His favorite team is the New York Yankees. So how about that? Boo, I hate him. Hate him already. Hate him already, laddie does. <laughs> <laughs> laddie, you're a little choppy. I don't know if this is going to work. Man, I have to go. I have to go at eleven, like three minutes. So, three minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I mean, see you later. Yeah, he's bouncing. If I'm choppy, it's getting late. All right. So, I right, mean, thanks. Oh, thanks for being here. Of course, man. Thanks. Bye. See you, buddy. All right. It's you and me, buddy. What was he snacking on? I don't fucking know. All right. Next up is Mario Izonia. Izonia looks like he's going to be waived, probably. I would agree with that entirely. Yeah, probably. I don't know if he's a bad player. He's a top five draft pick in a 2015. So it was just at some point. I don't think it's going to work out here in Memphis, though. Maybe somewhere no. else. He's 25. He's not even in the prime of his career yet. Well, anyway, Hizonia was traded to the Grizzlies from the Blazers. He did. He he didn't crack that bubble rotation in Portland. He was traded on Friday in a three-team deal. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reports the Blazers acquired Ennis Cantor. The Celtics got a future draft consideration from the Grizzlies. It was part of the deal to get the Bain pick from Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he appears unlikely to make the roster. Appeared in 53 games with Portland last season. I don't know. There's not much to say about him because I don't think he's part of the future. But he is on the roster. Get to know him. Mario Hizonia. Maybe he doesn't get cut, but it looks like he is. Next up, Sean McDermott. You know this guy? I do not. I mean, I've heard the name. And read about him in some article, but my short-term memory is not good these days. All right. He's not going to be part of the 15-man roster for the Grizzlies. He's on Mm -hmm. a two-way. Okay. So he was undrafted and then signed immediately after the draft. Oh, that's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think he's the white guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He's a 6'6 forward, 24 years old. Played four years in college. He'll be in the G League. Apparently, if you can shoot, 
the NBA will pl- find a place for you. He's been compared to Duncan Robinson. We know that Duncan Robinson has had a pretty good career down in Miami. Um, I don't know a lot a whole else about him. All right. He's a shooter. Yeah, it's kind of a wait and see with him. Maybe he'll be playing in preseason for the Grizz. It's possible. But he's in training camp right now. So that's kind of a wait and see for me. Sean McDermott. Next up is Jonte Porter. So here's where it starts getting a little interesting. Jonte Porter's a 6'10", 21-year-old, younger brother of Denver Nuggets forward Michael Porter Jr., who we all know. Michael Porter Jr.'s turned into a hell of a player last season. Jonte Porter is not a new guy. He was Mm -hmm. with the Grizzlies last year. He originally signed with Memphis March 7th, 2020, but did not appear in a game last season while rehabbing a right ACL surgery injury that sidelined him for 2018-2019 sophomore year at University of Missouri. So he's been hurt basically his entire NBA career. He was undrafted in the 2019 draft. Jonte Porter hasn't played a single game in the NBA yet. So basically he's a 21-year-old incoming rookie, but it's his second year in the league. Well, they signed, so they did some, from what I understand, is they did some kind of contract minutia. So he's, he's torn his ACL twice in that knee. Yes. And so they signed him to like whatever that $200,000 non-guarantee G League or whatever contract it was to like mm-hmm. to kind of have his rights for this year. So that was from what I what I've read, and I can't I can't remember who reported or quote whoever it was, but from what my understanding is, it's just like some contract minutia, like hey, we're going to sign you next year, but in order to do that and kind of an act of good faith, we're going right. to give you two hundred thousand dollars, basically, yeah, to sign with us next year yeah so that's they, what they, they did yeah they just wanted to retain his rights last year right and like, who who wouldn't take that i mean i don't know if there's another offer on the table or not but this grizzlies front office has proven that they're very savvy with i'm not going to say you know the the connect collective bargaining agreement manipulation but they're very good at working around the margins so maybe jonte porter works out for him or maybe he he doesn't but it's like very low risk high reward mm-hmm. very when, much so. um, i like those words you know me low risk high reward i love that yes mr parlay yes so the grizzlies signed him to a contract this season it's a uh, three years six million so it's about two million each year for three years low risk high reward um, well and robert Perez is worth 15 billion so it's all good well, yeah, and if he can be healthy, he could be the Grizzlies' best kept secret. Yeah. So, have you watched? Like, do you know anything about him as a basketball prospect? Because I know absolutely nothing. He had one healthy season in college. He averaged nine points, almost ten points, almost seven rebounds, and two assists. One point seven blocks a game across thirty three games. I know that he's. Super talented, but health is just the issue. So if he could get it together, then... He's got a torn MCL and two torn ACLs in the same knee. 
Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's just a gamble with him. It's potential, and it's he's getting his shot in the NBA. Whether or not it works, we won't know until we see it, you know? Right. I think it's good because he's still young, and the Grizzlies, I mean, if they can, if they can just strike on one of these, like, Randoms, random, low risk, high reward guys. Then that puts that gives them an edge, you know. Absolutely, yeah. The Grizzlies don't have a lot to lose, much like us on this podcast. You know, ain't got much to lose. Just take a shot That's at right. it. <laughs> I've got another one of these uh, two way contracts. A G League guy, basically, is this uh, Killian Tilly? He was undrafted. He's twenty two years old. This was another guy that they signed after the draft. He's 6'9". He's French. He's from Paris. He played college for Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. He probably would have been like a first-round draft pick if it weren't for the injuries. So here's another guy that they're just kind of like, well, he's hurt, but take a shot at it and see if he does well on a G League contract. Apparently, he's like one of the best players on that Gonzaga team. Got a high basketball IQ. He can stretch the floor. He averaged 13.6 points a game, five rebounds per game last season. 44% from beyond the arc throughout his college career. This could be another reason that he's around is he's a former Gonzaga teammate of Brandon Clark, who's on the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. In four years at Gonzaga... Kelly and Tilly dealt with a knee injury, a torn ligament in his foot, a stress fracture in his ankle, numerous sprained ankles, a broken finger, and a hip pointer. The long list of injuries forced him to miss a total of 38 games during his college career. He's a risky sleeper with high upside. He was one of the best players on the Gazaga team that went 31-2. and two. He appears to be very limited on the defensive end, but it's just the injuries, really. His knee, his ankle, foot problems. It's very concerning. Those are the type of injuries that tend to derail careers, especially for big men. But he's getting a shot. Undrafted guy, you know? Killian Tilly. He's one that you don't need to know. He's a G League player, but when you see him, You'll know that he's a he's a shooter. Here's one that we will see on the Grizzlies roster. Xavier Tillman. The Grizzlies acquired his draft rights in a trade with Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies traded the 40th overall pick, which was the only pick they had in the draft, and a 2022 second-round pick to the Sacramento Kings for this year's 35th pick, which they used on Michigan State's Xavier Tillman. He played with Jaron at Michigan State. He's 6'8", 21 years old. His mother played four years of college basketball for Michigan. Comes from a basketball family. Bo, he's got a wife and kids like you. Hey. He's got his wife, Tamia. He's been married to his wife, Tamia, since May of 2019. He's a family man. They have a daughter and they have a son. His daughter, I guess, looks like she's uh, about to turn four. Okay. That's a good age. It's fun. What's her name? 
Ayana, I think they call her Yanni. His son is Xavier Jr., who was born February of this year. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Tillman were both freshmen at Michigan State. So there's a connection, another connection. So maybe Jaron said, hey, we got we got too many Duke players up on this roster. Let's get some of these Michigan State Spartans up in here. Let's get some of them Izzos. <laughs> Tillman finished his collegiate career at Michigan State at an all-time leader in blocks, 153 blocks. The Grand Rapids native averaged 8.7 points and 6.6 rebounds a game over three seasons. Mm-hmm. Scoring 13.7 a game and pulling down 10.3 rebounds as a senior. I thought I hope he can be good. I'm a little concerned. He's 6'8". He's supposed to be a power forward in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned. But from what I understand, he's high energy, a great defender. I think he'll be a good rim defender. I think he I watched some YouTube videos. He can he can dunk on some fools. He can yam it down. I like him. I'm just concerned about his size in the NBA. Six eight's like that's like a small forward. And this guy doesn't have range. He's a he's a paint player. He's got some moves in the post from what I saw on YouTube. I don't think I ever saw him play an actual game. I wasn't paying attention to him if I did see him. You weren't watching Sparty games? He's got like an old school game. He can score around the basket. He's got some moves down there. I like him. I'm just concerned about his size in the NBA. I well, mean, he probably he probably won't play much this year, but yeah. you know, if he's a, if he makes Jaron happy and he's a good locker room guy, maybe and they talk to Izzo, maybe he's going to be a good player. You know, I I buy it. Yeah. I hope you're right. Apparently he's a good dude and him just making the NBA, I think, you know, I think he is like a really good dude and hopefully he manages money well because, you know, he's got a family here. Shit. He's got a family to look out for and who knows, this could be his only shot. They worked out a four-year deal for him. Usually second rounders only have like a two-year deal. I'm sure there's like team option after team option on that deal but i yeah, hear you the last two are non-guaranteed but i mean uh, dudes like that can go play in europe if they're like actually like basketball players those dudes can still make money i think this was kind of like a uh a move for jaron i think he's buddies with jaron and i think it'll yeah. be good for jaron to have somebody around like that this guy's a little more mature i think mm-hmm. he knows how to play he's a little more mature I think it'll be a good fit with Jaron. Somebody that can get in Jaron's ear, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a good contract for him. I'm happy for the kid. You know, he's got... Yeah. He's married. Got two kids already. I guess he had the first kid when he... It would have had to been like he was still in high school. That's possible. He could just end up being a good locker room guy for the core, you know? Yeah. The core absolutely. group. Yeah. And when he comes in, maybe he hustles and, you know, brings the energy level up. I like it. Let's see. We got one more guy here. Jalil Tripp. This guy looks like he will be waived or sent to the G League. I'm not so sure about this guy. I don't know how much we need to know about him. 
I don't even know who he is. So he's basically the sixteenth man on the roster. He's six five. He's twenty three. He's a guard, small forward. He signed what's known as an Exhibit Ten contract as an undrafted free agent. Okay. I guess an Exhibit Ten contract is a one year deal worth a minimum salary, but he's guaranteed like fifty thousand dollars if they waive him. Mm-hmm. So they might waive him and then sign him to like a G League contract or something. I don't really know. He capitalized on his stellar senior season at Pacific, where he was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. He's 16 points and nine rebounds a game. Do you know who the Pacific head coach is? No. It's Damon Stoudemire. Hey. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I lost you uh, a second ago, but you're back. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. This dude looks strong. I don't mean strong like Bane, but he looks like he's like a strong defender type. He gets you steals. You know I like that. There's a possibility that he's he's like an underrated player. He's an underdog. I'm kind of hoping we'll see him in preseason. He played 97 games in college, started 96. 12.6 points a game, 7.5 rebounds a game, 3 assists a game, 1.5 steals a game in uh, thirty about 32 minutes. It's another just like a gamble on a guy, you know. We'll see what comes yeah. of it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see all these guys, presumably – in uh, the Grizzlies' first preseason game, that's this Saturday. Should get a that's look. That's crazy. Yeah. It's coming. Fast. Coming in hot. Yeah. So I'm going to try to watch some of those games, whatever I can. I don't know what will be on TV or anything like that, but that's kind of a little introduction to these players. So now you know. I would suggest you go back and listen to it three or four more times. <laughs> to really acclimate yourself with the players on Spotify and on iTunes. Yes, each on a different format. You got one on Stitcher. Yeah. The Grizzlies lost three players. I guess you could count Yuta Wantanabe as one of the players. He, he sh- we saw him playing games. He was more of a two way G League player, but the Grizzlies lost Anthony Tolliver. We lost Josh Jackson. So they lost about two and a half players. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that the Grizzlies could still make trades. I mean, I don't know if this is the final roster for the whole season. Who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? What Dylan Brooks has in store for us. Sacramento's Kings are still out there. so It appears the Grizzlies drafted by need. Not necessarily just like best available. That's what it looks like. The way they went after Bain, a shooting guard, and then Tillman. Those look like needs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Let's see. DeAnthony Melton signed a new contract. He got eight to nine million for four years. That's good for him. He's a lucky son of a bitch. I don't know if he would have got that anywhere else. He might have, but maybe not. Yeah, he couldn't get on the floor much when he was in Phoenix. But when he did, he I really liked how he played. And he he's a multi-stat guy. 
you know. I noticed him first while playing fantasy basketball. I was like, who's this dude getting, like, 10 points, three rebounds, and three assists? Right. And playing under 20 minutes a game. So, yeah. We uh, locked Melton down for at least four years. Good for him. Let's see. John Conchar. Here's another interesting guy. I think this is a case of him just being a good dude to have around. They signed Conchar to a four-year deal. He's going to get about $2 million a year. And everybody else is just coming back. Still got Kyle Anderson. He looks super tradable. Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Gorgie Jang looks super tradable. He's making like 17 or $18 million this year. Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, and Justice Winslow all coming back. So the core stays intact, really. They let Josh Jackson go and Tolliver, whatever. And then they brought in a big and a guard, Bain and Tillman. That's about all I got on uh, the Grizzlies, on Grizzlies stuff. Yeah, I don't have much else to add. <laughs> it's about my bedtime, I guess. Yeah, you should get out of here. I'm going to do gambling this week, but I can do it alone. All right, that'd be... Yeah. Preferable, I guess. Yeah, man. Why don't you get out of here and get some rest? And All right. I'll, uh, well, um, wrap this up. It was fun. Thanks for being here. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. All right, man. See ya. All right. Next up, we've got gambling this week, and then I'm out of here. Last week, the parlay was going so well. The Vikings won in overtime. Miami won. Kansas City won. New Orleans won. It just came down to Pittsburgh this afternoon, today. We were so close. Buffalo covered two and a half in the late game tonight as well. The only game we missed on was we had Pittsburgh to win over the Washington football team. And it was tied with like four or five minutes to go in the game. And then Roethlisberger throws an interception with like two minutes left in the game. They're marching downfield to win the game. Two minutes left, he throws an interception. You got to be fucking kidding me. Pittsburgh's record was 11-0. and They hadn't lost a single game. Lo and behold, it's the last game I need to fill out the parlay the only game that we missed on the parlay happens to be Pittsburgh's first loss of the season are you fucking kidding me are you kidding me Pittsburgh was up 14 to nothing early in the game it's ridiculous we were so damn close again I feel like I'm taking crazy pills just one game away with these parlays I don't know what to do at this point, we're so far in the hole. I mean, we'd have to go on some crazy winning streak just to get back to even. When I was making my parlay bets, I forgot to put the Buffalo game in. So I had to make two parlays. I had one with Buffalo with the points, two and a half, which they covered tonight against San Francisco. They won 34 to 24. But yeah. Roethlisberger throws that interception. Washington takes the ball down and scores. Game over. 
The parlay's a bust. One game. One game again. We got five out of six, right? We had discussed some picks with Laddie last week. He got the Rams covering five points over Arizona, correct? Tennessee lost to Cleveland. I'm done with Tennessee. No more Tennessee. I'm sick of those dudes. Uh, We can't win with them. Laddie picked Tennessee to win. I took them. I bet on them in some other parlays. No dice. That was kind of like a bad one. Like I had Tennessee in a lot of bets, and uh, that hurt. So no more Tennessee. I'm done with you, Titans. Indiana covered at Houston. Three points. Indiana won by six. Laddie had taken Houston, but then he changed his mind. He remembered that uh, Will Fuller was out. We went with Indy on the points, three. Indy looks good. I like Indy. Another team I like, a team that has overperformed as of late in the second half of the season. The Giants have looked good. They're looking okay. You know, they're they're winning games. Laddie likes Seattle. I like Seattle, but I didn't want to bet on that game. I didn't want to put it in the parlay because the Giants have been playing so well. The Giants won. They won by five points. This team is getting better. It's looking better. We had mentioned that, I guess, a couple weeks ago or so, that uh, the Giants are on the up. Let's see. What else did I talk about with Laddie? We talked about New England at the Chargers. Laddie took New England. It's a good pick. They won 45 to nothing over the Chargers. I didn't like it, but I think I'm starting to trust New England a little bit. I'm not a big Cam fan, but that's a good program up there. So New England looks like they're doing some things. But yeah, I'm definitely out on the Titans. No thank you. I've watched them all season. Win some, lose some. Lose games they should win. Uh, I'm not buying it with the Titans. It seems like all you have to do is shut down the run. and They did like come back against... Cleveland, but I think that was had more to do with what Cleveland was doing than what Tennessee was doing. Week 14 in the NFL. There are crazy games this week. I'm going to be taking a lot of underdogs. I'm going to try to parlay some stuff together. I'll probably make like three or four parlays, but the one I trust the most is like a five-team parlay. These would be, I guess, considered as close to a lock as I can pick. I got Tampa Bay on the money line against Minnesota. Even that one worries me, but Minnesota barely won this week in overtime, so I'm thinking Tampa Bay's got them. I'm taking Indy on the money line over Las Vegas. The Raiders, I'm just mm, not looking great. The Raiders just barely beat the Jets this week, and the Jets are awful. So I'm going with Indy over the Raiders money line. I'm going to take Seattle, looking for a bounce-back week. They're playing the Jets. Take the money line. The point spread was like 13.5. I don't know. Two touchdowns is a lot. They'll probably get it. But I don't know if I want to blow the whole parlay taking the points there, so I'll go money line. These are all money line bets because I just need to, like, 
I need to win. <laughs> the next one is Green Bay at Detroit. I'm going money line Green Bay. And then we've got New Orleans at Philly. Money line New Orleans. So that's a five team money line parlay where basically we're just taking the favorites. That should work. That should turn money. I'm going to put a lot down on that parlay. And then I have some other games that I like where I'll be making lower risk parlays with higher upside and payout. I like the Rams over New England money line. I like Miami covering plus seven and a half against Kansas City. I think Miami could possibly win that game against Kansas City. They didn't look great against Denver, and I like Miami. Miami's been on the up. I might even throw in a parlay where I have Miami just winning on the money line against Kansas City because that'll pay out greatly. Arizona's favored two and a half over the Giants. I was just talking about how I like the Giants. I'm taking the Giants on that one, money line. This is a riskier parlay, but... I'm sticking my neck out a little bit on a few of these games. And then I have Buffalo beating Pittsburgh, who's favored a point and a half over Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo on the money line there. I'm definitely not bidding on Tennessee. Yeah. I think I'm going to look for Buffalo, Miami, and the Giants to make upsets. I may just parlay all three of those games together. Bet some money there because I, I imagine those odds those odds are going to pay out really well. I think those all three of those games I think could be upsets. Well, we'll see. I'm not crazy about them, but uh, I like it. If you're gambling and you want to win some money, I like it. They're not the safest bets, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and that's about it for uh, gambling this week. And Bo's gone and Laddie's gone, so I guess I'm gone. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate you. NBA preseason this week. So I guess next week we'll talk about that. And then we'll uh, be doing our fantasy draft. And then uh, I'm going to have some of the guys from the league in. Uh, When the 21st hits, we're going to do post-fantasy, and then we're going to do a pick game because that's going to be the day before the season starts. That's two weeks. All right. Thanks again, everybody. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. What's the f-
What's the meanest you can be? To the one you claim to love And still smile to your Your newfound There was nothing left